You're listening to Skip Intro with me, Krista Smith. Hi there, Skip Intro listeners. After a brief hiatus, we are back and kicking off the fifth season of the show. Less than two weeks ago, I was at the Toronto International Film Festival, speaking with a host of talented actors, directors, and producers about their latest films. Next week, I'll be at the New York Film Festival before flying across the pond to attend the London Film Festival. I cannot wait to start sharing those conversations with you. But I wanted to quickly reflect back on last season. As you know, I've gotten into the rhythm of picking a theme to dig into with each of my guests. Last season, we talked about ambition. My interest in this topic was twofold. I wanted to know how my guests navigate ambition in an industry that is notoriously competitive in public. And I was curious about how their ambitions had shifted in the last few years as a pandemic forced many of us to reevaluate our personal and professional priorities. Before I introduce you to season five's theme, here are a few of my favorite responses. Jane Fonda, Lily Tomlin, thanks for coming on the show. It's great to see you. I'm talking about the word ambition this season. So I'd like to ask you, what is your relationship with ambition these days? Half of me is like pulling away from everything, wanting to just, I think, what have I done for 50 years? I've just, I, I, it's all just a melange of vague memories and little moments and things. And, you know, I often, I used to keep a photograph uh, by my desk that was of a, of a hammock next to a creek. So I think, oh, if I, sh- I should have done that for a while. I should have known what that is. But I, I don't really know if I will. I think I'll probably keep scuffling for a job <laughs> and, trying, and trying to create something else. I don't know about Miss Fonda. When I was a young actor, I think I was 21 years old, and I was auditioning for Elia Kazan, for a, who was the number one director in the United States at the time. He, everybody wanted to work with him. He was casting Splendor in the Grass, and... Um, and I, I, it was in a theater, and I auditioned. I did a scene, and he beckoned me down to the footlights, and he looked up at me, and he said, are you ambitious? And I said, no. <laughs> and the minute the word came out of my mouth, I knew that I wouldn't get the job. And I looked back on it and realized good girls aren't ambitious. I was a good girl for so long. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have become very ambitious, I am happy to say. You can't help but be compelled by Stranger Things. It's just such an extraordinary franchise. Matt and Ross Duffer, how do you navigate your individual ambitions and then collectively as as <laughs> creative partners? We do disagree. But on, in terms of the big thing, in terms of what really excites us, we're typically excited by the same thing. And this goes back to us again, being identical twins. We play the same video games. If he likes a TV show and says, you got to watch this, I know chances are good that I'm also going to like it because we grew up in the same environment, watching the same stuff. And then we've been making stuff together for so long. So that's not, I don't see that, foresee that being, being, being an issue in terms of him wanting to do something that I don't want to do. Also, we'd be totally dysfunctional yeah. working apart. I don't think it would be very good if I were tasked with writing and directing something all by myself. Margaret Qualley, to go from North Carolina to ballerina to like New York City ballerina, that takes a lot of hustle and a lot of discipline and ambition yeah. to be able to do that and a lot of perfect. I was one of the 
teenage girls plagued with the idea that I should probably be perfect. So I went off to ballet school and was going to make my life that. And I got a little job as an apprentice, like an apprenticeship when I was 16. I was like going to drop out of high school and go do that. And then I realized that I was just wanting to be perfect. And so I decided not to do that because I know I never will be. Weirdly, acting is actually like a lot less pressure because those imperfect things are actually the most rewarding bit, you know, um, it's what makes people lovable <laughs> and, and human and relatable. Hi, Natasha. It's great to see you here I in L.A. That. for a minute. You've been at this since, you know, six years old. Initially, it must have been part of it was your parents' ambition, right, for you to have this or to put your energy towards something to occupy you. But at what point did you establish your own personal relationship with ambition? I remember sort of aggressively dropping out, feeling like, I arrived at like the top of some mountain and it was like American Pie was the number one movie in the country. And I was like, you know, dating like some wonderful actor. And, you know, we'd end up in like page six and I would wear these like borrowed outfits and they'd blow dry my hair. And I was like, what is this? You know what I mean? Like whose fantasy is this? Uh, I think this is like my parents' trip. I wasn't quite sure though at the time what it was for. Dropping out and reading all this Thomas Pynchon and like, you know, sitting by the water and reading all these self-help books, you know what I mean? And the four agreements. And yet at a certain point, I remember like this play came up to do this uh, Mike Lee play at the new group that Scott Elliott was gonna direct and Chloe had worked with him and she vouched for me. And she kind of like came over and visited me and she was like, what's going on with you, dude? And I was like, no, you know, I don't, I don't participate anymore. I'm done. It's great to see you though. And suddenly I came back to New York for this off-Broadway play. That was sort of like my first, and I remember like I worked with a dialect coach. I got that accent down. I was like, and I just did that 24 seven and started developing this kind of different relationship to it. And I started, it was like my, you know, choice all of a sudden. And I really had to like work to get it back. It was not easy. I guess once all that started to happen, it really did shift everything. Like now this company I have with Maya, I'm obsessed with. I am absolutely obsessed with that. I love directing. I just, I really, it's like what, it's so much more organically what I was born to do than anything else I've ever done. Like I really can just feel the difference in my bones of like, oh, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Jason Bateman, what is your relationship with ambition these days? Well, I don't think I'm different from anyone else in that I think that there's just a basic human instinct to put to work that which you learn. And sometimes that's uh, learning a skill. Sometimes that's learning an, an emotional place that you can get to, that you can handle, that you can understand. And then, and then having the balls to build on that or see if there is uh, another step that, that you can get to. And I hope I never get to a place where it's like, Oh, that's far enough. I've grown enough as a person or grown enough as, uh, you know, a worker or grown enough as a husband or whatever it is. I feel like somebody else makes that decision. And that's usually the person who throws the light switch at the end. So until that's thrown for me, I think my job is to continue to have the, the, the spine to keep pushing forward and seeing where it all stops. And hopefully you're just surrounded by 
people that you love and you trust to catch you as you bang against the walls on the way there. When we return, we'll be pivoting from the overarching theme of ambition to examine life on a smaller scale. With everything going on in the world and in my personal orbit, I often find myself needing to take a moment just to be grateful for the little things, the small wins. Because sometimes the smallest things, like a really good cup of coffee or my kids having a great day at school, simply are the best things. That's why next season we'll be focusing on the small wins and tiny victories that make us just feel good and help us get through the day. As always, thank you all for listening, and I'll be back with you very soon. Skip Intro is produced and edited by Isabel Arricchio and engineered by Dave Corwin. Special thanks to our coordinator, Alyssa Hillman. Please subscribe, rate, and review Skip Intro wherever you've been listening. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Krista Smith. If you enjoy the podcast, please go to NetflixQ.com for more. That's NetflixQueUE.com. <laughs>